everybody. Welcome to the Field Guys podcast, your source for the best sports mind since Freddie Kitchens. Uh, we are your hosts, Max Shenson and Cameron Curran, and today we are joined by our good friend, Austin Rollins. What's going on, guys? Glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing, sure thing. Uh, how's, how's quarantine been treating you? You know, it's it's been rough. I haven't, it's pretty much since the beginning, since we got out of school, like, what now, like a month and it was it was a March. Half ago. It was like March twentieth, something like yeah. that. Yeah, since since then I have not been able to leave my house. My we're practicing social distancing pretty heavy here, so very nice. It's rough. Well, I I appreciate your uh, your daily updates. Yes. Oh yeah, I have a I have a daily uh, post of quarantines <laughs> where I do random things. Right now I'm working on doing a backflip. We'll see how. How's it goes. that going? Not good. Not good <laughs> okay. at all. <laughs> it's, I saw it's you try it. It's hard. I saw you try your back handspring earlier. Yeah, that also didn't. That work. was bad. That it's, was bad. I didn't have a lot of space. Yeah, yeah you tried it indoors. I, I yeah, I, I did it outdoors last night. But well, practice makes perfect. Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll get get I could have pulled it off indoors. I doubt it. Well, okay. The benefits. <laughs> the, <laughs> okay, Cameron. The I mean, benefits might, of being small. It's all, it's all if I'm you saying. could do a backflip, you might be able to pull it off indoors. But. Well, I meant the yeah. All right. That's <laughs> Uh, today's main topic of discussion is going to be episodes three and four of the uh, Last Dance docu-series. Uh, before we start, make sure you subscribe if you aren't already and turn on notifications. Hit the like button, comment. Yes, sir. Like button. Yes. Uh, before we get into the Last Dance, though, I want to ask Austin about his thoughts on the Dolphins draft. You know, I loved it. You guys seem to not love it from your, uh, I I saw your Twitter. I saw your Twitter post. You Gave freaking our offensive lineman a D. All right, that you can't, you not, can't go wrong. You can't that go was wrong. not a mutual response, right? We there. we had we got four. We got three offensive linemen in the draft, and another one we um we signed. We got Tua, which I love. I think people are hating on his injuries way too much. I he doesn't agree. need to run around to succeed in the NFL. Uh, we got that guy. No, I don't, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last name. His name's Noah, but he's oh, a great corner? man. Yeah, he's a good name. Man His last name is like sixteen letters, and I'm not gonna mess it up. You got two and um, that guy. <laughs> and Noah, um, great man coverage guy, and uh, we love running man coverage. Now we have three guys, three corners who can run man yeah, coverage. Three elite corners too. Yes, three really good corners. I we're gonna have a great man defense this year. Uh, then we got a safety. I forgot his name. Brandon something. And then we got like three more defensive tackles in the draft. Like we're building from the inside and we have a good defense set up. I, I think it was a fantastic draft. Right. Um, I'm very, seen... I'm very, for once in my life, I'm very excited for the future of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> have, have you seen what the Patriots did though? I don't like the Patriots draft very much. Oh, I think three tight ends. Exactly. We drafted, we drafted two tight ends and signed another one uh, after the draft. Well, that sort of leads into my question, my uh, secret Ooh. question for you, okay. Cameron. Okay. How do you feel about your uh, your Messiah my, leaving oh, you? Thomas? Tom Brady. How do you feel about Ooh. that? Okay. <laughs> I, I oh, and Gronk, too. For what? Like a Gronk first hurt. Gronk hurt. That one hurt. Yeah. Because I thought I, – I, I read something where, like, he wasn't done with football. He was done with Belichick. Mm-hmm. Which is which seems fair. I don't know if I can work for that guy. Because Gronk and Bill Belichick are two completely different people. Like <laughs> yeah. they're the polar opposites of personalities. Dude, I can Brady wasn't 100% see 
Gronk and Bruce Arians being best friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It suits him yeah. a lot better, I think. But, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine Thomas had too many fantastic years left. I honestly high-key wanted Garoppolo to take over like three years ago. Oh, yeah. And we just kept going. We won like two Super Bowls, though, so it's okay. But what yeah, did you want Brady to like Whatever. leave or just retire? I wanted him to he wasn't retire. Good. He wasn't going to retire. I know. He wasn't. But he was. I thought he was one it, more year with the Patriots or done. Yeah. That's what we're I thought. Just, we're seeing something similar with the Packers. Sort of forcing oh, yeah. Rodgers out. Yeah, they're letting him, they're I, letting him know his time's limited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have very I'm I'm very passionate about about that choice. Anyways, this Anyways. This, this is the uh, yeah, this, this is all podcast not, not related <laughs> to right. the, to the last band's docu series. Um, um but I this think, episode was kind of about Dennis Rodman or kind of yeah. focused on him, right? Um I agree. He's a very uh unique player. I guess that's uh one way to to describe him. <laughs> he's um, definitely his own person. Yeah, what do we yeah. what do we think of him? I love. I mean, him. you love. Him? I love Dennis. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he he shows up, and he literally all he does is get twenty rebounds a game and lock the best player up on the other team. Like that's all he does. Yeah. And outside of basketball, like it never really affected his game enough for it to be a problem to me. So I th- I say, dye your hair, love Kim Jong Un. I don't care. Like as long as you're getting me twenty rebounds a game and locking up. The uh, best player on the other team, I don't care. Yeah. There's like a crazy stat. I think it was like six times he got 20 rebounds in a game. I think it was was seven. Zero zero points. That's crazy. And that's that's the sort of person you want on your team, especially if you have someone like Michael Jordan who will carry you in terms of points. You want that guy that's just going to be a rebound, you know, whore almost. Um, Nice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What do you think, Cameron? (laughs) I think, I mean, obviously he's one of the weirdest players in NBA history. Like not, per, like not only personally, but like just in terms of his style, he's one of the weirdest play styles in NBA history. I am skeptical about how, like how weird he actually was. Cause like what crazy things did he do besides like wear makeup and dye his hair? I mean, he I asked mean, to go to uh, Las Vegas to yeah, go on vacation. His yeah, but that whole stripper thing. wife, Carmen Electra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did some crazy stuff. He did. I, I yeah. think he did a lot of stuff that was off the record. That if he was in now, like oh yeah, yeah, probably over everything. Yeah, but it 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 feels almost like he kind of just like he would play basketball, and then every now and again he would like dye his hair and put on an eyeshadow. And be like, "Hey, I'm crazy. Look at me." So you don't think Dennis Rodman no, was? I think he was very guy. unique. I think he was a very, very yeah. unique guy. I just don't know if it's as dramatic as it, it was made out to be. Well, that. did you see the clip where he like walked out um, in his pajamas to practice, and the coach was like, "Man, what are you doing?" And then Jordan's like, "Well, you should just be happy to get him back." So like <laughs> the fact that he did something like that. Like, I think that's a testament to how crazy he was. Yeah, I mean, he walked out in his pajamas. I like, doubt yeah. <laughs> I doubt 
they show i bet there was some stuff that they literally couldn't show because it was like it'd be so, such a bad thing to show on television and i bet you there's stuff Probably. they never they never knew about that he did that's true from yeah. from what i saw he was he's very eccentric mm-hmm. but none of it like blew my mind you know i mean he married himself I don't think that was That's mentioned in the book. But he, he married That's himself. That's just a power move. He's a, he's a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> he is a weird guy. Um, overall, though, one of my favorite play styles of all time. Yeah. I mean, he, he was talking about rebounding, um, and he just seemed like a super smart guy. Like, um, when you think of Dennis Rodman, you might not think of, like, a super smart dude, but the way he was talking about, like, how he practices getting rebounds. Like he'll just have like Jordan shoot and he'll just get every single rebound. Like he's a smart dude talking about like backspin and it, different it, angles. It and seemed stuff. like he practiced rebounding like other players practice shooting. You know? Oh yeah. Which is a thing you don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, an interesting thing too, I noticed or I, I uh, saw in the docuseries is he averaged 27 points a game in college, which means if you really wanted to, he could have averaged 15 a game probably yeah. in the NBA, oh, yeah. but he decided like, okay, what am I really, really good at? I am good at rebounding the basketball. I'm going to do that to the best of my abilities and I'm going to win championships. Yeah. Like that's just such a good it mentality to have. Yeah. Five mm-hmm. championships. It's do you crazy. think he was a better fit on the, on the bad boy Pistons or the Bulls? Cause I feel like his personality really fit the the Pistons. I was going to say for that. The, for that, like, like for that four year. Run I think, I think personality wise, probably the Pistons, but play style, he fits the bulls pretty well. Really? I mean, it won. Yeah. Because championships. I think, I think he fits the bulls better because the Pistons had people like him, tough guys who play defense and rebound the ball. Well, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Rodman fit into the bulls system. Cause they didn't have someone like that. That was going to go grab. 15, 20 rebounds a game for him. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of personality, that he was very Detroit bad boys. Yeah, and I forget 100%. who mentioned it, but um, someone was like, Rodman was really the, the, the player that pushed the Bulls over the edge and gave them that edge um, to really, you know, go back to back to back. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you, I, And that, I mean, that, that brings me to my next point, which was, I, I, we talked about this a little bit last time we, we were talking about the docuseries, but Scottie Pippen, right, with seven years, 18 million, wh- was his contract more equally as or less important, like significantly less important than Michael Jordan being there? Cameron. No, no, no. It's Michael we, Jordan. No, I know, no. I know. But which brings me to the question. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying it's an interesting mind experiment, though, because I, I'm wondering, in your opinion, who is the least talented player you can replace Jordan with, and still build or players? Because when when you have a player of that caliber, like Scottie Pippen, on such a you got him for free essentially, so you could pay like two other or like one other All Star and still have built an insanely impressive team. So I'm wondering, like, who is the least talented player they can replace Jordan with to still win? To still, like, all right. They, so, like, like, to still, like, have a dynasty. Maybe not, like, six championships in eight years, but still have a dynasty. There's, there's one person or two people that I think 
could replace Jordan and still win six championships. And that's based off fit and like who they were as a player. And okay. that's LeBron James and Kobe. I don't think anyone else can because the center with their system isn't going to work. But I don't think any other person could win six championships and dominate like Michael Jordan did because there's no player. There's no players like that. There's no one that can score 30 points a game and play defense on the other end like Michael Jordan could. I don't think, I don't think like a Clyde Drexler is going to win six championships with the Bulls. I, I really doubt that's going to happen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Those were going to be my two. Um, I really don't think anyone else, because you need, you need an absolute score, right? And he has to be either a forward or a guard. Yeah. Most yeah. guards aren't like that kind of score. Um, I think LeBron could definitely do it. Um, and then I think Kobe could too. Okay, so let me throw this at you. What if you put in like Oscar Robertson and Dwayne Wade? Instead you get like Scottie. those, in, 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 no, instead of Michael Jordan. Oh, I feel like with Scottie Pippen's contract, you can still afford those two players. Well, then you're making a super team at that point. Well, yeah. Right, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Scott, you have Oscar Robertson at the one, then you have Dwayne Wade, and then you have Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. I mean, I'd say with those, <laughs> that team you're winning so, six too. Do you think without Scottie Pippen's contract, that dynasty lasts as long as it does? I, do. I think it does as well. Yeah. I think they re-sign him. Mm-hmm. I think he, he performs well and then they re-sign him. And I think so they, they, they brought in players after they signed Scottie Pippen though. So if they signed Scottie Pippen to like an actual contract, like the one he deserved probably, like do you, can they afford to bring those players and can they afford to bring in those assets that made this team a super team? I think, in the, I think they, their, their first contract would last them th- throughout the first dynasty or the first three. And then after that, they're not, they probably just won't pay Michael Jordan the ungodly amount of money that they did and just give Scottie Pippen a little bit more. Yeah. I think, and, I think, I think MJ takes and, a pick out at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the base of the team is those three guys. And obviously there's some good surrounding pieces like Steve Kerr and, you know, a couple That's others, right. but really you can throw a bunch of different guys in there and still have a dynasty. So I don't think Pippen's contract like I feel like they could still pay him a lot more money and then replace some of the uh, lesser pieces with like maybe even lesser pieces and still win. I think they'd still, they'd still find people that would fit yeah. what they needed to do to win if they yeah. had Michael Jordan and Scotty and Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. So I, I have a big question I wanted to ask you guys. I didn't tell you what it was. You didn't? Oh, yeah. I asked you to, to build a top 10. It, it wasn't super researched, uh, not too much scrutiny put on it, but your top 10 players of all time, no particular order. I think, Austin, you put it in a particular order. I, I, put, I put it in, in order, too. I put it, oh, in, you put order. it in order. Okay, I, I want, I want the order. people to know my order. Yes. I didn't put it in it's order. Very important. The, so we all had MJ on there. Yes. Of course. We all have LeBron. Yes. yes. We, I assume we all have magic. Yes. Yes. Um, you, we have Larry Bird on there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I have Wilt Chamberlain on there. Yeah. So do I. Kareem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steph. No. You don't Absolutely have Steph on there. Not. I have Steph on there one hundred percent. But that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> now this, this this actually helps my argument. I have Steph on there. 
Um, I think just, oh. just yeah, <laughs> I have Kobe on there. Yeah. Yeah. I have Shaq on there. Mm-hmm. And my last one is Tim Duncan. Yeah. So I guess mine's just one difference. What's, what's your one different one? Max? I have Carl Malone instead of Steph. Okay. My one different one is Bill Russell. Bill, Bill Sorry. Russell. I, I don't, I would have, the only reason I have Steph on there is because he like single-handedly changed the way the game was played. But I, 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 I respect the Bill Russell. I think, I think Steph kind of needs to be on there just because of like the way he changed basketball. I don't. But, I think yeah. Kevin, no, but this is, no. this is, this actually helps my argument. Okay. <laughs> so who are your, who, who, are, who are your top five? Awesome. You go first. All right. I'll go first. Uh, so I have Bill Russell five, Kareem four, Magic Johnson three, LeBron two, Michael Jordan one. All right. Yeah. I have Kobe five, Chamberlain four, uh, Kareem three, LeBron two, MJ one. Okay. So overall, your top 10 players consisted almost entirely of like the older players, of the retro players. Like the only newer players you had on there were LeBron and Kobe and then Tim Duncan-ish, mm-hmm. right? So seven out of your 10 or eight out of your 10, I didn't count, are like from the older eras from the 80s, 90s, even 70s, right? Shaq is from the thousands too. Yeah. Shaq is from the thousands, that's true. So how, I, I, I think that a lot of times people, glorify things as time passes right we we tend to make things way better in our head like a lot of times my mom will be like hey let's let's all watch a movie together i remember this movie being so amazing when i was a kid and then she'll watch it she'll be like i do not remember this being like this weird or like this strangest movie right so a lot of the people in sports media and a lot of the people that like raise us and give us our opinions grew up while MJ and Magic and Larry Bird were on, like, were on their game, were at their prime. So they, I think, uh, almost 100% glorify the careers of Magic and Larry Bird and Magic John, uh, Michael Jordan. Obviously, they had world-class careers, and they are arguably the greatest players of all time, and I think they are. That's why they're in my top 10. But... Currently, there seems to be like an agreement that Michael Jordan is the consensus number one player of all time. Between us, he's he's number one on my list as well. I just feel like, like worldwide, he see like I don't hear too many arguments for LeBron over Michael Jordan. Oh, and if I, I do, it's it's mainly from younger players. But if you listen to like the older guys, it's it's all Michael Jordan. They all say Michael Jordan. So if you put LeBron in the Michael Jordan position. And you have Michael Jordan playing now. Is LeBron the consensus number one player of all time? That's a hard question to ask. That's a really difficult question. I, to ask. I think, and when when we grow up, I think LeBron becomes a consensus number one because now we're the ones who were able to watch LeBron in his prime, and we say, "Hey, like this was our guy. He was our number one." I don't necessarily agree with that because. With baseball, Babe Ruth is kind of like that number one, and he played in like, like the twenties and the thirties, right? So that he each generation he's still that number one player. So I think 
MJ is not going to lose that number one spot as time goes on. Maybe if LeBron wins a couple more championships and, you know, has a great end of his career, then maybe he loses that spot. I don't think he loses it just because, you know, our generation is going to be the sports media. I don't, I don't think. I've always said if LeBron got to like four or five championships, I'd reconsider my thoughts on it. Because I, I'm not worried about the 6-0 and undefeated thing. I, I think it, it's impressive that LeBron got to as many as he did. And if he won nearly as much as Michael with all the statistical achievements he has, like individually, then it's a, a consideration. But just Michael Jordan winning six, I can't. So I was, way. I was listening to I – was, I was watching Colin Coward. And he had on this guy named Ahmad Rashad, and he was he was referenced in the docu series like very briefly, and he was like he's an NBA ambassador right now. He was a very close friend of Michael Jordan while he was playing, and he was asked like at what point he knew that he was like in the presence of greatness, and like at what point like he was like okay, this is an all time thing that I'm experiencing. And his response to it was, and he experienced, like, he was completely submerged in, the, in this life. And he says, I never really had this moment where I knew this was the greatest player of all time. It was kind of just in the moment, and I knew he was a really good basketball player, and I knew he was famous. But there was never a moment where I thought to myself, hey, this guy is the greatest of all time. But as time went on, he became the greatest of all time, right? So I think what happens is when we're in the moment, we kind of just think to ourselves, hey, this guy's really good at basketball. I wonder what happens down the line. And then 20 years in, um, we start thinking to ourselves, hey, this guy was probably the greatest of all time. Let's make him that. So I, I, I think that if they switch eras, I think if LeBron switches eras, he is, there are at least more arguments for him being the greatest of all time. He might not be the general consensus, but he seems to be, he, I think he is more widely regarded as a candidate for the greatest of all time. I think another thing you need to consider is um, LeBron is a lot bigger and stronger than Michael Jordan. Um, and the, the two different types of basketballs that were, pay, that were played, they were very different, right? We saw the Pistons and, and what they were doing. It was a lot more physical. So maybe if you do put LeBron in that era of basketball, then he does do a little better. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a whole different uh, segment that we could go on. I disagree with Cameron's point of people, people at least in the present, not realizing that Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time. Cause like in an example in the docuseries, Larry Bird, when Michael Jordan, like his, it was his second season in the first round against the 86 Celtics, who some would argue are the greatest team of all time, uh, dropped 63 points and Larry Bird literally calls him God in disguise. I think, I think they realized at the time that they were in the presence of something special. And I think after the second season, once Michael Jordan hit his third season, I think everyone knew he was the best player in the league by a pretty wide margin, to be honest, especially after beating Magic Johnson in the finals. They, they just realized 
this guy is so, at such a different level than everyone else. Like the Pistons literally made rules for him as a player. They they knew how great he was that they had to literally put all their focus on him just to stop him because he was such a great player. Yeah. I mean, it's – I haven't really come to a conclusion on it. And I think – like, obvi- I, I recognize – how good Michael Jordan was. I have trouble saying he's the greatest of all time just because I never got to watch him in real life. Um, like, I, I understand his achievements, and I understand his statistical achievements. It's just – it's weird for me to agree that someone's the greatest of all time when I didn't get to watch him in person. I, uh, I, I, that happened with me. Like, after I saw LeBron win the 2016 finals, like, I made, like, a snap decision. I was like, okay, LeBron's the GOAT now because I just I, – I watched – one of the greatest basketball moments of my life happened with him leading it. And I was just like, this is insane. Like this guy is so good. There's no way he's not better than someone I've never seen. But after a while, like I, I looked back at it and I looked at total careers and everything. And I, I went back to Michael Jordan as my number one guy. Yeah. And it, it's also, it's different watching gameplay in real time versus with the highlights and the people talking over it. hundred percent. Like when you see like the highlights of Michael Jordan going like up and around with music playing in the background and everyone's cheering, that kind of stuff, and they're only showing you the times he makes it, it it's different from when you're watching LeBron in, in real time and he has like a 56% field goal percentage and a lot of it was mid-range jumpers. So I it's it's just it's interesting to think about how the time period and who has like the biggest say in sports media in general affect like who we decide is the greatest of all time. I do think you're onto something though, because um, in most sports leagues, you have to wait like five years after the end of the, their career um, for them yeah. to be eligible for a hall of fame. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. And you see this a lot with movies too where over time people sort of appreciate things more and more and like, Oh, this movie's now a classic. Um, you know, like parasite was a good movie that might become a classic, but I feel like that'll be another, you know, 20 years. Um, so I, I do think you're onto something. But I also think, so you also mentioned this earlier, how you said LeBron is like bigger and stronger. That's not how he plays though. Like, Jordan's always been more of a I feel yeah. like drive no but like so Jordan's always been like like he's really solid mid-range shooting and drive to the hoop up and in I feel like LeBron's always been a better overall shooter just in terms of his range like Michael Jordan's only good three-pointing or only good three-point shooting year was when they moved the line in for a year and they moved it back out and went back well, to being like. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's like, a fair comparison because well, Michael Jordan right, right. in college so, he didn't even have a three point line. Right. So their their playing styles are very different. And I think if you put if you put LeBron into Michael Jordan's era, does he play the way Jordan played? Like, is LeBron more driving to the hoop? Yeah. Does LeBron play more? Okay. So if if LeBron is a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger and a little bit faster, do we think, oh, he's better? If he's, if he's playing with Michael Jordan's style and he is, I think 
LeBron probably is a little bit stronger and faster just because we have more advanced training. Um, do we say to ourselves, hey, this guy's really good and he might be a little bit better than Jordan? Yeah, I think because um, Michael Jordan didn't start weightlifting until like the middle of his career. So right. I think it was like his fourth year, his second loss to the Pistons. And he was like, yeah, these I, guys are beating I, the crap out of me. I got to yeah. do something. Yeah, but we've progressed um, so far in sports medicine that maybe we can't compare the strength of LeBron to the strength of uh, MJ because um, weightlifting is now such a big part of the NBA um, and it wasn't back in the MJ's era. Yeah. Yeah. So because if I you like gave LeBron James, if you if he was born in like 1968 and then came into the NBA, I think he's a different player than if you were just like, all right, we're gonna plug 21 year old LeBron and he's gonna be a rookie. Right. And like 21 year old LeBron from now, he's gonna be a rookie. I think he's a different player because he's grown up in a much better time period. For sure. This is a little bit of a of a tangent, but. Do you have you guys ever seen the the thirty for thirty about the bad boy pistons? I haven't. Okay, so they they it was released a few years ago, but I remember it used to be my favorite thirty for thirty that and uh, four days in October about the Red Sox, and such a good documentary. Um, Wonder why they they had the two championship years. And the part of the documentary where they get to that third year where they're going back to the Bulls in the year that the Bulls finally beat them, they're interviewing Isaiah Thomas. And he says, going into that series, something was just different. Something was just off. We didn't have the same energy. And they ended up losing. And then you watch the Bulls, you watch The Last Dance, and Michael Jordan saying, I was just working. And I put all this work into it. And I think it's interesting to see the two different perspectives where the Pistons probably went into a thing that they were going to win. And then they lost. And he's saying, oh, something was just off. And then Michael Jordan's coming into it saying, I've lifted. I'm going to beat the hell out of these guys. And he wins. And it's the two different perspectives of the Pistons finally losing and saying to themselves, oh, well, it was was just off. It was an off year for us. I think Isaiah Thomas saying after the fact something is off is – is not yeah. true. I think Michael Jordan beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. He's, he doesn't want to admit that Michael Jordan destroyed them. Yeah. He, also think, did, he also did the whole like not shaking hands thing. And yeah. like after the fact, he was like, that's just how it was. No, that's no, it wasn't. I know. I'm, that's what <laughs> he I'm saying. hated Michael Jordan. <laughs> it was just, they were just awful people. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to say after the fact that there was this rationale or this thing happened. But at the time, Mike, I think Michael Jordan did say in the documentary, like the Pistons and the Bulls, they hated each other. They wanted to destroy each other. Like, they, yeah, there was no, there was no, no niceness between them. That's yeah. Sure. And another thing, when we compare like the two different eras, is there a rivalry like as strong as that Bulls Pistons rivalry now? Because I feel like when we think of really strong rivalries, um, we're thinking like older Celtics times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, because not no as many one, rivalries right now. I don't no think. one hates each other. Yeah, everyone, everyone's it, so nice now. Yeah, so everyone just play brand, like two so the brands like them, so that they yeah. more. Yeah, they're more brand. They're, it's literally for brands, so they can make more money. Like if you're a if you're a jerk and like calling other people like names and like saying bad stuff about them, like no one's gonna want to 
like talk to you or brand you as their person. Yeah. But honestly, that's entertaining. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I would yeah. love to see. I would love to see LeBron and Steph Curry getting Just a fist fight. <laughs> no. of course. Now today, with the rules, they both get like two years suspensions. Yeah. But back then, it was just another Tuesday. To see to see LeBron just wail on Curry though, <laughs> or like LeBron <laughs> is it, Draymond. Is it worth it? Who hasn't want to see LeBron and Draymond Green throw hands? Like how great would that be? Draymond that Green be just awesome. I, I don't want to see like, Draymond Green fight back. I just want to see him just get destroyed. Wow, <laughs> that guy bothers me. What's your, what's your dream NBA basketball fighting matchup? What do you think the best fight in the world? Would like. Be? Like like current era only or like all yeah, you could go current era if you want. I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go current era. Ooh, that's a good question. All right, I think, I'm gonna, I'm I think Stephen you... Adams got to be in the conversation. Oh, Stephen oh, Adams! Oh, that's a good people. call. I was I was not thinking about Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams versus Shaq. No, Shaq wins. <laughs> Shaq wins. All right, Shaq, all right, wins every Shaq time. is the undisputed champion. Yeah, <laughs> let's get it. All right, I'm gonna give you Shaq and. Russell Westbrook, okay, going up against. No, oh, okay. yeah. oh, it's okay. Jack like, and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook is getting curb stomped. <laughs> going up against, we'll say Stephen Adams and Yanni Vowles. All right. Giannis Valanciunas. No, Yanis uh, Antetokounmpo. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, so who, who's who, who, who's winning that one? I think Giannis. Picks yeah. up and throws Russell Westbrook, and then they just double team Shaq. And I don't, I don't think Shaq's winning against those two. I monsters. think I think I think Russell Westbrook is scrappy. I think he can hold his own. He's six okay. two. That's because no, he is six two. But I think I think he he's he's definitely playing dirty though. He's like going for the eyes. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think Russell Westbrook. I don't think his pride would allow him to go dirty. He goes dirty all the time, like in game. Not like not like like breaking people's knees, but he'll no, like Draymond. <laughs> Yeah, he's not like like he's not like Draymond. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay, you're gonna trade those two. <laughs> all right, all right. Next, next podcast, we're doing a March Madness bracket style. People fighting. All right, we're just people destroying each other. Just, <laughs> who's who's the best fighter in the NBA? Oh, how does Yao Ming do? Yao Ming versus Shaq. Yao Ming. Yao Ming versus right. Shaq still winning. No. Yeah, but okay. How about how about how about yeah. versus Russell Westbrook? Versus Yao Ming versus Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Yao Ming is thir- like sixteen inches taller. I uh, know, I know, but you know, higher center of gravity. Russell Westbrook wouldn't even be able to reach Yao Ming's face. Actually, he would. He'd just jump up. He's it, he's got hops. He's got, he's got hops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but Yao Ming literally could just grab him and just pick him up. And Russell Westbrook wouldn't even be able to reach him. Well, this has yeah. been very valuable to the conversation. I think Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace would be the greatest. Ben Wallace person. would be good. He would. He would over Shaq. To beat, he want to beat Shaq. He'd lose to Shaq. Uh, if Shaq okay, got but, mad, no one's beating Shaq. But he's he has like the best chance of beating Shaq. I think he has the best combination of anger and strength. Okay. To beat Shaq. So like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm going. Good. Yeah. Thomas is the best fighter. <laughs> Five foot so nine one or. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> JJ Brea, that's my guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Isaiah Thomas, the really short one versus Kemba Walker. Who are you taking? 
I'd say Isaiah Thomas, dude, they're, they're I, Isaiah like Thomas is like big. He's bulky. But like you don't really notice it. Yeah. Because he's five foot nine. I've never looked for it. It's kind of like me. Just yoked. You're short. That's all you are. And you are yeah. not jacked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this has been fun. Good talk. That was, yeah. that was a good, good way to... That was definitely very valuable to the overall message oh, yeah. of the episode. It's oh, very important definitely. in our episode three and four Include breakdown. Fighting. We know if Isaiah yeah. Thomas or Kemba Walker would win in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that was that was our uh, MJ docuseries breakdown. Now, as always, we're going to head into our musical recommendations uh, yes. for the for the week. Very important. Max, I'll, I'll let you go first this time. All right. Um, so I have two. Um, both of them aren't super popular. Um, probably around like the hundred thousands in monthly listeners. But I'm going um, for my first one, Black Wave. Um, they're a duo. I think they're English. I could be wrong. They're definitely in some European country. Um, maybe it's Sweden. I'm not sure. Um, but they got some good stuff. And my other one is Reggie Snow, um, who's sort of that jazzy rap almost, sort of chill. Um, I like him a lot. Interesting. Uh, my two, one of them is a repeat. But I feel like I feel like I think it's a repeat. I'm not positive. I feel like it is though. But this one, I I, I wanted to double down on this because I'm very confident about this one. The first one is is a new one. It's Talib Kweli. He's he's a bit older. Uh, did a lot of stuff with Kanye um, and MF Doom, and he does a, He does some stuff with Anderson Pack. He's very he has a lot of stuff. He has like 16 albums and they're all like longer than an hour. It's insane. Um, but he is, it's very smooth, uh, chill kind of stuff. It, if you're trying to get into him, first song I'm going to recommend is 9.5. It's, it's a very chill song. And if you don't like that, you're probably not going to like a lot of his other stuff. But if you like it, you'll really be into him. And my second one, which I believe is the repeat is Earth Gang. Love Earth Gang. Uh, they're they're this duo. They're part of the the Dreamville, um, so what are they for? Coalition. I'm sticking with that. That's my word. Um, they have a lot of really good stuff. It ranges from chill, like Sunday vibes, to really upbeat pre-tournament bangers. Love Earth Gang. Check them out. Awesome. You, you have any- so my, I, uh, I have a one specific album that I would like people to listen to. And then, yeah, so my, I'll just start with that. So Kanye West, the graduation album okay. is my personal favorite album of all time. Every single song on there is an absolute banger. Check that out. Yeah. And my second thing, which is an interesting one, is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Retro. I'm hip okay. to that. Oh, if you want to get into 70s music, listen to this soundtrack. It's basically a crash course on all the big 70s artists and songs. Just listen to that and you'll understand what it was like to be in the 70s. And we're talking volume one, right? Yes, volume one. Volume two is very, good too. I, lo- I, love vo- I love volume two, but I think volume one is, is amazing. 
Oh, I I'd, totally say, I'd say watch the movie first so you can really appreciate it and then listen to the songs and I promise I love, you, I love how you just made that blanket statement. You'll know what it was like to be in the 70s. You won't know what it's like. You'll get the vibe. The vibes of the 70s. It, it brings you back. Yeah, it brings me back to the 70s. Personally, when you when I was alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well I thanks guess so much for tuning in today. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Loved having right. you on. I guess we'll be on probably Saturday um, for probably Saturday. the next podcast. Um, I guess until then, we'll see you later. Thanks, guys. Peace. See you.